0: Welcome to this week's Pink Podcast. This week, Terry Sherman presents Part One of the Dynamic Duel of Customer Service. My name is Terry Sherman. I've been with Pink Elephant for a couple of years, and I'm primarily a—I'm a senior consultant, but I primarily uh, spend my time in the classroom talking about this stuff. I do a little bit of consulting in terms of assessments, but mostly I spend my time talking about this stuff in classrooms and consulting with companies. We're going to talk about incident and problem management, looking for evidence, really, of of the fact that you've got these. You've been able to mature these processes. What do they look like uh, after, maybe not when they're in their finish stages, but how do they look uh, after you've had them in place for a while? What should they look like, I guess is the better way to put this. What should they look like after you've been doing them for a while, and what are some of the key ways that you can identify that? Because I know that as I talk about this stuff and go into companies that are implementing ITIL, implementing the best practices in ITIL, one of the biggest factors that comes up is, you know, well, how do we know we're there or how do we know that we're on the right track or, you know, the book said it should look like this and we don't look like that at all. And I think one of the most important things that's uh, becoming an issue in companies that are implementing these best practices is the ability to be able to look at what you've done and say, well, yeah, we're right on track. Yeah, it doesn't look like what the what the library book says it should look like, but then the library book is talking about what it's going to look like in, you know, three years or so. So what's it supposed to look like now at this maturity level? And uh, that's what this process is about. As you get closer to the third level of maturity, to the defined level, and as you begin to actually get a sense of you do have some control over these two processes. Uh, They're not perfect yet. They're not doing everything both processes should do, but you should be able to see uh, evidence of some of the things that we're going to talk about in this session today. So uh, what are some of the keys to, you know, to look for? What are some of the places to go to look for evidence of process maturity uh, at, the, uh, at, the, uh, at the third level, at the defined level, or the control level? While you want to look at documentation, have you been documented? Do you have any procedures documented for these processes? Do you have, uh, are you performing any reviews on the processes? Are you, and are they regularly scheduled reviews, not just you know, ad hoc kind of uh, we had a major problem there. Let's, uh, let's talk about how we did it. But actually on a regular basis, looking at how the process is performing. Are you reporting on the process on a regular basis? And of course, is your reporting meaningful? Or are you just turning out you know, management reports on metrics or whatever, sending them out and no one's looking at it? In other words, are people responding to the reporting that you're sending out, which is a, a sure sign that people are looking at it at least. And have you been collecting data, and had, do you have a way of recording that data? Do you have a way of storing that data and being able to access and access that data and get, and, uh, uh, in order to use it meaningfully? And are you performing formal process reviews, uh, not just in terms of the performance of your problem management and incident management, but also in terms of the processes themselves? So have you, you know, is there some evidence of Deming, perhaps, of the plan-do-check cycle? And one of the key ways I think that you can tell that you're doing a good job of these processes is if in your organization people understand the difference between incident management and problem management. First of all, uh, there is, as you all know, in these best practices in ITIL, there is no set order, there is no roadmap for implementation. There's no one way to, you know, no one order in which to implement these processes. However, a lot of organizations choose to begin with incident management and a service desk, or incident management and problem management. They they choose to begin their implementation in these best practices with these two processes. So therefore. Um, Uh, what they do by by choosing to do so is they immediately, in their organizations, introduce the issue of we have to make the distinction between incident and problem. And sometimes you might even have to make the, the case for the fact that you need these two processes. So one of the one of the ways that you can tell that you be, that, that you've accomplished that you've gotten to a point where you can be actually begin to control these processes is if you've done a successful if you feel that you've done a successful job of communicating to the organization the difference between incident and problem management. If I asked you, uh, you know, can you give me some tips? Uh, there's no, I won't expect one definitive. Explanation, But can you give me some tips on how you think you might, within your organization, explain the distinction between incident management and problem management? Short-term and long-term, which one is which? And I would venture to say that incident management is short-term, problem management would be long-term. That's one way to talk about it. Known solution and unknown solution. So that means basically in incident management, we're sort of taking a crapshoot. How about if we said incident management, workaround, problem management, solution, fix. How's that? Reactive and proactive, and that would be incident management would be the reactive one, and problem management, proactive. Is there, is there a proactive element to, actually, and that's one of the areas we're going to talk about, in terms of recognizing that you've gotten these these processes to some level of maturity. How reactive are they as opposed to how proactive? Because there are elements really of both, but I think that's a very good general distinction. Incident management is reactive. We're there when people, when, when there's a disruption or reduction in service, we're there to restore service. Problem management is sort of sitting back saying, what do we fix next? And what can we afford to fix next? Incident management, firefighting. Incident management is putting out the fire, figuring out how to get the flames out of the way, whereas problem management is figuring out what caused the fire and how can we perhaps prevent more fires from occurring. One of the things that we also say is that incident management, and I hesitate to use the word fix in relationship with incident management, but incident management is about fix the end user. Problem management is about fix the infrastructure. Incident management is about the fact that I've had some sort of a disruption or reduction in the productivity of my end users and my job is to keep you productive. That's incident management. Problem management then says, well, um, something needs to be fixed. I mean, there's something underneath all of those incidents that are occurring and we need to fix it. We need to find out what in our infrastructure is causing that and we need to fix it. And the thing is, they differ in this, in that the element of time is another way I would distinguish between them. Because incident management, time is a big factor. Time is, our end users are being unproductive. They were, try, they were trying to perform some sort of, you know, business function that they rely upon the technology we design and support, you know, and give them to use in order to perform that function, and the technology failed. And because that technology failed, they're being unproductive. Incident management is about, we're going to make you productive again. Problem management is about, We're going to step back and look at what caused that, and we'll fix it so that that will stop happening for forever. So incident management fix the end user. Problem management fix the infrastructure, slightly different. And of course, the time factor, the time time element, I think, is sort of key as well. So there's some of the things we're going to look at. We're going to look at some definitions. You saw this. I'm just going to fly through this part very quickly, actually. So, you all understand what an an incident is, and you all understand, of course, the fact that in ITIL, the definition of an incident, I think, is pretty broad, because it's not only what causes, it's what may cause an interruption or reduction. And there could be the proactive, slightly proactive element in incident management, because we're not only looking at things that cause disruptions and reductions to service, we're also looking at the things that might cause. In other words, if I, if I see something, if I set a threshold on the performance of one of my components, and we reach that threshold, and it sends out an alert, and even though I haven't had an actual disruption or reduction in service, because I set that threshold, I acknowledge that as being a threshold, I set that threshold on the component, and it issued the alert, I'm going to, I'm going to open an incident record. I'm going to treat that as an incident. So I broadened the definition to, to, to include that. I also make sure that my definition of an incident includes the fact that it's not only a disruption of service or interruption to service, it also can be a reduction in service. I'm not performing at the level we should agree to. And I think one of the things that becomes uh, evident here, also in the first part of our definition, it's an event which is not part of the standard operation of a service. I think what becomes evident when you look on that is that incident management definitely has a reliance upon SLAs. How do we define normal service? How do we know we're not performing what we sh- how we should be performing, up to expectation, if we don't have SLAs? And then when we, when we, when we talk about uh, 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 restoring it, when we talk about the goal of incident management, which we're going to get to here in a second, to restore normal service as quickly as possible, what's as quickly as possible? Soon as you can, yeah. And unfortunately, that's sort of the definition we live with a lot and we have to put up with and it causes issues for us because the end users expect us to drop all the other things we're doing as soon as they have an incident and respond to it. So we need to have some sort of expectation set. We need to have some sort of agreements in place about how to define normal service and how to help us in terms of establishing what an incident is. Now, the biggest difference, I think, and, and this is something that, again, underscores the, the proactive-reactive part, is that an incident is, is an event. It's something that happens, and boom, we have an incident. A problem is a declared state. A problem is we decide it's a problem. Problem management declares it's a problem. It meets the criteria we agree in terms of impact, in terms of perhaps urgency, but mostly an impact. It meets the criteria for how we define a problem. So we define, what we do is we say, it's time to fix something. And that's when we open a problem. It's not just because an event occurs and we automatically do it. We open a problem record because we figure it's time to fix something. Okay, and a known error, you all know a known error is when we've done our root cause analysis and we have been able to identify the root cause. We're able to identify the component or the uh, CI that's at fault and we have a workaround. So when you have those three factors put together, you have a known error. Uh, the ways that we, some of the ways that we classify incidents and problems, and we look for one of the ways that you, again, that you know you have a, a mature version of these processes, is if there is some sort of consistency or some sort of logical movement from the way we classify incidents to the way we classify problems. In other words, once we open a problem record and when we go to put it into a category and when we go to prioritize it, which is what classification is about, it's good if there's some consistency between how we've done that in incident management and how we're doing it in problem management. So we need to have, within our organization, we need to have well understood definitions, how we define different levels of impact, different levels of urgency, So that together, looking at impact and urgency, again, we have some consistency in how we look at identifying priority. Thank you for listening to this week's Pink Podcast, Part 1 of the Dynamic Duel for Customer Service by Terry Sherman. Please join us next week for Part 2.